So Mark, did you see that video of the Flamingo Capri Hotel in 1959? You can see the wash going through it, the river almost. They even had like fountains in the river. People always wonder why it floods when it rains on the strip. And this is why they built a casino right on top of that. Yeah, they used to have waterfront property and they're like, you know what's better than waterfront property? Let's build a hotel on top of the water. Genius, parking lot, everything. Let's just have a flood and then people be like, hey, there's some dirty water and all that stuff that we can see from our hotel room or car. I don't know. I liked it so much better the way it used to be. It was bought in 1971 and then turned into the Imperial Palace where they kept building more stuff. And then it's the link today and that wash is still there. It just goes under the property and there's where all the floods come from. So dumb. <laughs> strip earlier this week and I had a great surprise walking into the dirty castle and the moving walkway was working. It was previously working during F1 week and then it was off again and now it's on again for Super Bowl. So my theory is they're only turning it on for like big weeks and big events, but it was really nice to finally ride that and get that experience of slowly moving into Excalibur. Now we know why they did such a shoddy job blocking it up when we were there in December with the plywood and stuff up. It just looks so terrible and they're just going to bring it out every once in a while. I'm guessing so they can save on parts and not have to fix it all the time and have it break down, but be nice either just use it or don't use it. I don't, I don't like on one week, off for six months, on for another week. It's kind of crazy. And it looks like crap when they board it up, as you point out. The one that's closest to the street, there's that little one that sort of takes you from the very edge of Tropicana up. That one's still off, but the one that gets you into the casino, the main walkway is on. If you're down there this week, try it out. Who knows when you'll get to do it again. I love that experience. As we've talked about before, there used to be these moving walkways all over the strip, and there really aren't any left except for this one. So enjoy it good times for the super bowl we'll talk more about that later but mark somebody climbed the sphere crazy sight i'm surprised you're able to do it like it just doesn't seem like it should be possible and scary i don't get this whole thing where people climb stuff and jump off of buildings into piles of dirt and almost die all the time it's it blows my mind i guess it's young stupidity uh, maybe i don't remember when my testosterone was very high back in the day and and the things i would do but it, this isn't the same guy i know he got busted for Climbing Aria. He climbed Aria a couple years ago, got arrested. He's been climbing buildings, I think, all over the country. He climbed a 40-story tower in Arizona last month, I think, as well, all for political purposes. You know, hopefully they throw the book at this guy because this is not a thing, you know... One of his friends commented that he usually gets arrested and then released, nothing happens. So I don't think that he understands the consequences. And as much as, you know, you want to bring light to an issue, whatever that is, this isn't the way to do it. This is a very visual venue. And of course, this week with all the media in town for the Super Bowl, it looks bad for Las Vegas. And the last thing they want is copycats. I get like, you need to stop this stuff. At one point, he's going to fall. He's going to die. It's just like inevitable. There's no safety harness, no none of that stuff. Tragedy will strike, and if it is you, do you get sued? Like, that type of stuff. You need to set precedent that this isn't a thing. But it does kind of remind me, what was it, like the 70s, 80s? I don't remember exactly when, maybe 90s, when the guy did the tight rope walk across the Twin Towers, and everybody really didn't like the Twin Towers when they were built, and that kind of brought people to loving it a bit. Like, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. It get, brings you publicity, and it, it makes people maybe endure to certain things more than they would have, but also you have to worry 
about what happens if they fall or get stuck up there or trying to rescue them. You're putting other people in harm's way to get you off the top and all those types of things. Now, all of that said, Mark, do you think it's easier to climb the sphere because it sort of goes in on itself once you get past a certain point compared to like a, a vertical building? I, I would have to imagine it's probably easier to climb. And then you have to think there's like a little hatch at the top that maybe they could open that he could get down in. And he was charged with doing over $5,000 in damage. So we'll see how that goes out. So the Super Bowl, we got to talk about it some more. Tons more advertising all around town. MGM put these weird social media posts out with these giant fake CGI footballs on like the Aria monorail, tumbling down MGM, sitting on top of the Luxor pyramid. Is this good marketing? I just think it looked terrible. Do you think it looked worse than the Caesars light show? I mean, I know it's fake CGI, yes. but... <laughs> I don't know. I think they're both kind of bad. I actually like the football thing a little bit better. I don't know why. It, neither one makes sense, but nothing tops the Cheetos bridge. I mean, I, I kind of get the chip on Luxor. At least it looks like a chip, but just putting Cheetos on the bridge seems so stupid and ugly and hideous. MGM's like doing any trick for a buck, man. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it looks a little nuts. The only good thing about it is it probably comes down a lot quicker than the chip does. It's probably a lot easier to accomplish this, but it is... Something, I don't know how you would describe that to somebody. It is a bridge turned into a giant Cheeto. I mean, it is, uh, it's Las Vegas, I guess, these days. It just doesn't look good. I think they put it like a wedding chapel out front too. So who knows who's going to get drunk and get married this weekend. But I will say, you know, the fountains, the CBS uh, area in front of the fountains, that looks really cool. I think it will be really good visuals when they're doing the show and recording it and all that. So I think that one came out pretty good. I don't know if it was worth, you know, obstructing everybody's walk and view of the fountains and traffic and all that. And I don't know if anybody will agree that it was worth that. But I think for CBS, it's like the perfect spot. The Clydesdales from Budweiser have also been in town kind of going around, which is cool to see. And anecdotally, we also heard that some high rollers and casino hosts got in trouble for selling their Super Bowl tickets that they got comped. Uh, not a surprise. What do you think? If you're given that as a gift for your play, shouldn't you be able to do what you want with it? Yeah, I don't think that they should be able to say anything about it. It's just a different form of free play. What does it matter what they do with it? If that gives them more money, what are they going to do with that money if they sell the ticket? They're going to bring it back to your casino probably and gamble it. Isn't it better if they <laughs> if they sell it? You recoup that money potentially. I don't I don't know the Clydesdale thing was pretty cool do you think that's their job like what do you do for a living oh I ride the Clydesdales around parades and other events like that's what I do go around the country and, and sit on the, the Budweiser horse carriage thing I don't know I don't know but those horses are huge I always forget how much bigger Clydesdales are than regular horses so it's interesting to see them going around but yeah Super Bowl is here and I was at the opening night on Monday which is I don't know how to describe this. It's basically the media event so fans can pay to get into the stadium to watch the players get interviewed. I think this would be really nice for if you were a fan of the team. It was like $30 for the ticket. I actually got it for free. A friend got a comp through work. I enjoyed walking around the stadium, kind of different than when you're there for an event and getting to see the players down on the field. I don't know if I would suggest it if you're not really a fan of the teams, but it was nice to get inside see all of the Super Bowl decor inside the stadium, get to see what the stadium will look like for the game. And uh, it didn't cost me $10,000, so that's good too. So let's trigger some people. How many Taylor Swift questions were there when you were there? There was uh, <laughs> there was quite a few. It was split sort of evenly between Niners fans and Chiefs fans and then some locals, you know, Raiders fans, people walking around. So it was a fun time. I think people enjoyed it. You still got to pay the high prices for the drinks and stuff. But I did get a $10 soda mark, which was a lot of money. But it came in one of the Super Bowl souvenir cups that they're going to sell during the game. So that was a nice little uh, bonus, too. I think that's a cool hack to get into different stadiums if you're going for just to be like around the Super Bowl. I know a lot of people travel to the Super Bowl cities just to be a part of the event. 
and watch the game and, and the atmosphere and stuff. So I think this is a good way to get in there, maybe get some souvenirs. I actually like checking out stadiums and things like this. Like if it's just like a viewing party and there's less fans, you can kind of take in everything a bit more. You're not so bombarded. The lines aren't long to get drinks and stuff. So I think it's worth it just to go check out a stadium walk around, atmosphere, get your souvenirs, even if you don't care at all what they're doing on the field or what questions they're asking or anything about either team. I think it's a kind of a cool idea. So we have so much to cover on this show. Let's talk Rio comps. Uh, we talked about how they sort of inherited the player book from Caesars, Dreamscape did, and they were sending out some offers. Some people got comps right away. Some people got, you know, free night offers, free play, all of that. We were like the lowest tier level. We were getting $10 free play, or as they call it, free of play offers. But they upped it this week. I don't know which account is which, my wife's or mine, but one account got two free nights Sunday through Thursday with no resort fees. Another account got three free nights with resort fees. And then we also got $50 free of play. So they're upping the comps. Make sure you check your email from because they're using the email address that was on file with Caesars. Yeah, perfect opportunity to go check out the new rooms and, and see what they're like for you guys. So that's cool. And Jasmine will get a little bit of free play out of it. So I think that's cool. I haven't gotten anything from them, but I haven't been inside Rio since probably like 2010. So I don't even know if I'm still on their registered list, even though I have the Caesars account and all that stuff. I'm guessing I'm outside their realm of possibility uh, for attaching me to that property. So I haven't seen anything myself. Something tells me they're going to have to be very generous for a while until they get this thing all done. So take advantage if they offer it. And these are the new rooms, right? They're renovated. So you at least get the new product there for the standard rooms if you want to try them for free. No resort fees. I'll take it. I'll be staying there soon. As a reminder, our Patreon is now going. We do a weekly after show where we have a lot of fun, go in more in depth into Las Vegas. $5 a month gets you access to that. Plus all of our previous after shows. You can find out all the information at patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Thanks to everybody who's supports us over there. So let's update everybody about the situation we talked about a few weeks ago with a reader or a viewer who basically gambled at MGM Grand and Cosmo trying to have all their tier credits combined as MGM had promised. And then of course they backtracked on that. And thanks to a little pressure, they finally did it for this viewer. So hopefully they're doing it for everybody. They combined the tier credits together so that they could calculate the MGM status and she didn't lose it. So happy to hear that. Yeah, it was cool that she was able to use the screenshots from the Wayback Machine that you shared of the, the old promo and the terms that they clearly laid out there. There's no reading it wrong. It said they will combine. So I think once she presented that info and then other things that she had kept there was nothing else they really could do about it so if you aren't getting it puts a little more pressure you should be able to get uh, your stuff matched up and if you are one of those people who lost mgm status and you're looking for ways to get free parking or something there is a targeted offer for the mgm credit card which is sort of interesting because usually the mgm credit card comes with a hundred dollar bonus no tier credits or anything but I was targeted, so check your email for 20,000 points, which is $200, plus 20,000 tier credits, which would get you enough for Pearl status, but the card comes with that anyway. The real interesting play here is you could spend your way potentially up to gold status or higher uh, with some of the bonus categories, like I think gas and supermarkets. Not a play for everybody, but considering it doesn't usually come with tier credits, plus you're doubling the bonus. I think this might be worth it for some people. I think I got the offer too. I, I saw the $200 email, but I didn't go in to look at it deeper. So I'm guessing it's the same thing with the tier credits and everything. It makes sense for some. I know we have a couple of friends that do it that way. They spend a lot of time at casinos and it's worth it, especially Atlantic City. 
uh, to get into the lounge there. Yeah, I'm really kind of playing in my head with it. 75000 to get to gold because you earn, you know, comps along the way too. So I think it might be worth it for me with all my stays and waived resort fees. I would have to do like 27500 in spend in the bonus categories to do that. Anyway, I'm considering it and check your email if you're interested in that offer. It was targeted, so it's not the public offer. And let's move on to Fountain Blue, who also launched a status match. So they've been feeling the pain. We've talked about it, how they did it the first day, then they stopped. And now they have a more formal status match offer. And it is running through June 2nd of 2024. Bring in your competitor card and they will match it. Now, unfortunately, if you're Caesars Diamond or Diamond Plus, you're only going to get silver status, their lowest status with Fountain Blue rewards. Diamond Elite gets gold. Seven Stars gets royal. On the MGM side, Pearl and Gold are only going to get silver. Platinum will get gold. Noir will get royal. Win, they're matching a little higher. If you have Win Platinum, you're going to get gold. One interesting thing, Hard Rock Unity, if you have Icon status, you'll get gold with Fountain Blue. So I don't know if people still have their Icon status from the match from MGM before, but if you still have that, it could be worth doing. And if you haven't signed up before, new members are getting $15 free play and $15 dining credit, which kind of sucks for all of us who signed up previously. Yeah, and I'm lucky that I missed the opening hoopla and all that stuff. I still got to go. I want to go to Mirage when I'm out there this weekend and see if they're still doing that match where you get the $100 dinner and everything. I know there was never like an end time discussed and I haven't heard any reports either way recently. So I'll be sure to uh, try to get down there and check that out and let everybody know. And then maybe I can finagle that into some other statuses and stuff. But I'll go over to Font Blue, check it out, get my $15, and which will be like one beer or whatever I can get for 15, <laughs> four nachos. Silver status doesn't get you much. Free parking, free valet during the week, a couple other small perks. So I don't know if this is really anything great unless you have the higher tier statuses, which get you dining credit and certainly more, but worth doing and makes us all feel good, right? It's better to have some status than none. Yeah, I mean, I guess. What about no baseball team? That's what Mayor Goodman said. She did this interview with Front Office Sports where she caused so much controversy. Now, first off, the mayor of Las Vegas isn't the mayor of the area where the stadium is going to be. The strip is in unincorporated Clark County, which the county commission oversees. But she is the spiritual head of Las Vegas, I guess, you know, of the whole city, of the whole area. And she basically said that she thinks the A's should try to stay in Oakland. She's very um, skeptical that they'll actually come here. This is very confusing. She sits on the LVCBA board. She knows all of the information. She's been inside this from the beginning. Is she a little bitter that they didn't decide to come downtown? I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Like she knows some stuff's going to come out. It does seem like nothing has really gone smoothly. We still don't really know what it's going to look like or how it's going to work. And we've already talked about the traffic in that area is terrible. I really think it's a, the worst of the sites that they talked about. Like it's cool that it'll be right in the heart of everything, but it's also going to be murderous for everything else. And I just don't know how it will work. I really wish they would have picked out by Rio or stayed in Oakland. The really telling thing is they mentioned it, that nobody came out and said, did like a rah-rah, like, of course we want the A's here or anything like that. No business owners, nothing saying that's crazy. The A's are going to be welcomed here, all that stuff. I don't really know that they have any support. It, it just, it's such a weird thing. There are a few people I know who sort of have more information about this or more close to this than I am. And everybody I know is skeptical, which is very confusing because all we know is that this is a plan with Bally's and with uh, Fisher and the A's and this is all a done deal they passed the law for the funding but in reality there's no stadium plan there's nothing and there's a lot of people skeptical that they'll ever get that they're not nearly as far along as a lot of people think and I don't know what to think personally because it does seem publicly that they are and then you get stuff like this which makes you question it all I think everybody knows that the owner is not the best and probably the worst in, in major league sports definitely the worst in baseball you know, maybe if they had a different owner, they could make it work in Oakland. 
stuff like that. Is this going to be, if I think if this falls through or gets delayed much, maybe there'll be a forced sell of the team that's been, that's been done before in the NFL and in the NBA. It's not unprecedented for them to step in and say, you know what, it's time for you to move on. Let's make this work in Oakland. Or maybe they just keep renting out the Coliseum. I don't know. It's such a bizarre thing. I've never seen anything like this in sports. No matter what, the PR of having the Las Vegas mayor say this stuff, and we'll put links to everything in the description, not good for the A's, not good for Major League Baseball. I'm sure they're not happy. And either way, Trop is going to close in two months, and it would just suck for this to fall through and that place to just sit shuttered. Valleys could still potentially build a new casino, but that's many years away. So let's not get another empty lot on the corner of the Strip. Come on, they're good videos. People like watching your walkthrough of abandoned properties. <laughs> Speaking of empty lots, Wynn had their earnings, and there is a lot to go over here, a lot of information within the earnings call, and I'm excited to talk about it. Let's start with Wynn Las Vegas. It delivered a $271 million adjusted EBITDA, which is an all-time quarterly record, and that's up 24% year-on-year. So F1, clearly a big factor in that, but they also said just a lot of events, a lot of the stuff they're doing internally. They also basically had their best October, November, and December ever from that perspective, which is nuts. We expected it to be good with the sphere opening and everything else, but this is about as good as you could have expected. Yeah, the thing I thought was interesting, I mean, prices are higher, all that stuff, so it's not out of the realm that it'd be the best ever. They compared the spending to 2019, and their spending is actually down. And we know that everything in 2019 was cheaper. Building materials, labor, all that stuff, food, all those costs were a lot lower in 2019. So the fact that everything is probably like 20, 30, 40% more expensive, and yet they spent less kind of blows my mind. Specifically, their operating expenditures, they said are $2.56 million per day in Q4, which was down 14% compared to Q4 of 2019, where they spent $3 million a day. So as you said, they've cut costs. This is where the pandemic has been great for the casinos because they really cut all the fat and they're much more efficient in the way they operate, which is gonna lead to better profits in the long term. Yeah, record highs uh, on the, the revenue side and record lows on the spending side. It's kind of crazy. So a couple updates. Macau, back to 94% of where it was pre-pandemic. Huge gangbuster recovery there and expected to get even better. And then the Win Al Marjan, which is in Dubai, that is coming along. And the Hotel Tower and Podium Foundation are now complete. So that's moving along. They updated on that. So those new projects coming, and we got a little thing on Win West, but what do you think about that? Let's do something with it. You know, they, they say they're going to. It's a matter of when, not if, but that's what everybody says. Yeah, so specifically Win West, Craig Billings was asked, what are you going to do with that property? They talked a lot about how they have their development in New York that they're still potentially looking at, Dubai, so a lot of kind of capital outflow plus improvements at their other products. Macau, they have to spend a ton of money to keep places like Win Palace up. So there's a lot of expenditure that goes into that. But when asked if they will develop the Win West site, Billings said, we will certainly make use of that land across the street in Las Vegas. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when, and we'll see how things play out in New York and things play out in a couple of other jurisdictions, hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> you would, If you're getting record numbers, you want to get that thing going, catch the hot streak while you can. But you know, that's, even if they started today, it'd be years away type of thing. So you never know. You can't really ever time anything in that aspect, but I'd love to see them do something with it. I think they're going to have to say that to be able to keep the land, all that stuff, like not being forced to do things like we've seen with Allnet. We'll have to see how it plays out. I hope if something falls through somewhere else, maybe they can use that money and, and push this thing forward and, and get it going. But it seems like it's the back burner of everything else. And one last thing regards to F1, Billings acknowledged how well Wynn did 
and how good the event was for him, but how it really sort of left a lot of the mid-tier, the other tier businesses out. And he said that they need to do better with that. So it was nice to see him acknowledge the wider atmosphere of businesses and how they're feeling, not just how Wynn's business was gangbusters, but how everybody needs to win with F1 in future years. It's really good to see him say that publicly. Yeah, he's like, it brings in people with money and people with money want to stay at Wynn. So it's good for us, basically, is what he said. Yeah, but if they want that in the future, they need it to be good for everybody or else everybody's yeah. going to complain and it's not going to happen. So, yeah, tons of good stuff. But when killing it, it seems like in Macau and in Las Vegas and the future is bright for that company. Hopefully we'll learn more about Win West. They need to reallocate that money. Who cares about New York? Let's get us a, a third casino on the strip. But it could be a while because we have a bunch of new rooms. We see Fountain Blue struggling. That's a reality is how does the market absorb these new properties that have opened in 4,000 rooms just opening right up north. Billings said that Fountain Blue has had no effect whatsoever on Wynn's business. I thought that was pretty funny. That's one thing I wanted to, to point out. And we were wondering, like, will they steal some of Wynn? Will they steal some of Cosmo? They're not really touching anything. Also said the Sphere has helped in ways like people want those rooms overlooking the Sphere, and they're the one of the closest ones to it. He said it didn't really help room rates so much, but maybe at occupancy and stuff like that, people are willing to pay a little bit of a premium compared to staying somewhere else like they normally would to get those type of views. Or a, a big time player that plays at a couple properties might want to stay at the win just to get the sphere of views at night and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool, but Fountain Blue, not great news for them. So let us know what you guys think about this super size show, everything we talked about, the Cheetos bridge, wins earnings, the guy who climbed the sphere, everything we discussed, hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great day. The guy from Wynn should have just said, and we got big nachos at the end of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>